But I do want to talk about something really, really important today. And I want to start out uh, by asking you a question, because I don't know if it's just me, but is anyone here, just raise your hand, is anyone else here tired this morning? Right, I'm not the only one. Cool. So y'all are like other other y'all just don't have no life, you know. That's cool. Um, <laughs> I, I got advice from a from a friend, um, something that we should do this morning in light of this lesson. Um, so on count of three, if you're just tired, exhausted, uh, even if you're angry, frustrated, on count of three, let's just take one big deep breath. Okay, one. Two, exactly. Early, but exactly. One, two, three. It feels so good. It's the most relaxation I've had all week. Um, but true. Um, so I don't know about y'all, but this week has been long for me. Um, we have been, uh, it's in a good way though. We have been redoing the youth room. It's been repainted. Uh, furniture has been kind of rearranged, remodeled a little bit. Still, still an ongoing process, but it, it's looking really good. Uh, I haven't had much rest this week, and I'm sure I might not be the only one. And that's what I'm talking about today, is rest. So this sermon is, is just as much for me, I'm preaching to myself here, if anything, as it is for y'all. And if y'all are like, trying to, to figure out what that is, that's a cup of coffee up there. I figured that's the most relaxing thing. To me, it is, anyway. Um, I love coffee. So, if I get a good cup of coffee, sit down and just drink it, it we're good. Sometimes my two-year-old makes me spill it all myself, but it's fine. Um, that's not relaxing. Okay, anyway. So, what is rest? What is it? How can we define rest? It's freedom from work or activity. Um, putting, putting these things aside. Why is it important to rest? Why? We don't, we don't have time for it. It's in our DNA, in our cultural DNA. We don't have time to rest. We have things to do. We have to get things done. We have to keep things progressing. We don't have time for rest. So why is it important? If everyone else is going, 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 it doesn't seem that important. No one else is taking the time for it. Why should we? Rest is important for a Christian. Believe it or not, God wants us to rest once in a while. And these are three crucial things that we're going to see today, that we're going to get into, that we get when we rest. The three things are healthier lives, more time with our families, and the opportunity to grow our relationship with Jesus. So let's get into it. First thing we're going to talk about is healthier lives. Rest can give us healthier lives. These are medical facts. Resting helps with memory. That's what's wrong with me. Metabolism. That's what's wrong with me. Um, mood, cardiovascular issues, and diseases. Resting can literally improve our health. Now, I'm not saying resting cures these things, but it helps. It helps us. It, it literally improves our health. How can we function properly if we don't rest? God wants us to live for him, to follow him. How do we do that if we're not resting? If you turn with me to the book of Genesis, we're going to be in a couple places today. I usually don't flip around, but it's today. So <laughs> we're in Genesis chapter 2, verse 1. 
verses 2 through 3. If you don't have your Bible, and you can read that, it's up there. It says this, On the seventh day, God had just cre God finished creating things on earth and the universe. He says, On the seventh day, God had completed his work that he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work that he had done. God blessed the seventh day and declared it holy, for on it he rested from all of his creation. So let me ask you a question. It seems kind of odd if you read that for the first time. Like God is supposed to be all-powerful. Why is he resting? He's God. He doesn't need to rest. Like he could go on without resting and be perfectly fine. He's God. Why rest? Why does he choose to do this? He's setting an example for us. He's setting an example for us. If we're to be followers of Christ, to be following God, if we're to imitate who Jesus is, which is God in human form, then we are to rest. We're to follow him, follow his examples. And he sets the first one right there. The first example, rest. He, he literally creates the Sabbath for the Israelites in the Old Testament to make them rest. The Sabbath is to abstain from doing secular work after working six days. Now, he had created a day called the Sabbath for the Israelites. But here's the point as we get into the New Testament. Rest. If, if, if you work on Sundays and you're off on Monday, rest. Rest. He wants us to rest. He wants us to take care of ourselves. Because if we don't take care of ourselves, how can we do what he wants us to do? How can we, how can we follow God properly and function properly if we don't take care of ourselves? We know the hours in the day is not enough. We know things have to be done. We know time is valuable. valuable. But since when has time become our God? We need to make time to rest. Now, I'm going to pick on my wife here. She doesn't know that. And she's sitting in the front. <laughs> um, uh, so my wife, whenever she sees a smudge on the counter, she'll clean that up. But then something switches in her mind, and she is cleaning the neighbor's house two hours later. Um, no, I'm just kidding. But, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, she doesn't break into your house and clean her house. Um, um, but, but she gets in this mode of where she's just going, 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 cleaning, cleaning, cleaning. And you have to understand my wife. That sounds like a great thing. Like, I'm, I'm happy, kind of happy for that. But, um, but as much as I appreciate it, you have to understand my wife. She works crazy hours. She has to wake up at 4 a.m. And when she gets home, she does this afterwards. And then she goes to bed and she has to do this all over again. So there are times where I literally have to go up to my wife, hug her to stop, and tell her to stop, to rest, to go to sleep. Play, play, don't play the kid, that's not rest. Um, but, but just relax. You have to have, you're, she's gonna have a long day tomorrow. Relax. Take time to rest. Because you need that to be functioning properly. 
And I'm, I'm no different. Well, I am different because I don't clean like she does. But she's a lot better at cleaning. But if I have an idea in my head, I'll, I'll just run with that idea. And before I know it, a week or two has passed. <laughs> like, that's pretty much what happened with the youth room. I'm, just, I'm not going to lie. Like, I was like, oh, this will look good. And I just ran with it. Um, we have to make time to rest. We have to. Or else we won't function properly. The second thing we're going to get when we rest is we're going to spend more time with our families. We get more time with our families. When I first came to FBC here in Lipan, uh, Brother Troy told me that family is the most important ministry. And I agree. Families, families fall apart when you stop spending time with them. Stopping to make time for family is the one of the most important things you can do. As a parent and as a Christian, you, you, you get this opportunity when you do stop to take time for family. You get this opportunity to not only just bond more with your family and with your children, but you get to teach your kids more about Jesus. You get to give them attention. Ephesians, uh, going back to, going to Ephesians now, 5.28 says this, in the same way, husbands are to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. If we go down, uh, I don't remember, I don't think I put this one up there. My bad. Um, if we get down to six, going down to chapter six, verse four, it says, "Fathers, don't stir up anger in your children, but bring them up in training and instruction of the Lord." Scripture tells us, as husbands, as wives. Spend time to love each other. Spend time with each other. When it comes to children, it says, it says to instruct them in the ways of the Lord. How can we do these things if we don't rest? How can we do these things if we don't make time for them? When was the last time you did something with your kid? When was the last time you had a romantic evening with your spouse? My wife is glaring at me. <laughs> I don't want to look. <laughs> Spending time with your kids helps them grow and mature into the person they will become. Again, I've been painting all week like I've been talking about. And, and I came home uh, one day this last week. I, it all kind of blurs together. Um, and... I remember sitting on our recliner, and Adeline, my two-year-old, comes up on me. We start playing. She starts giggling, and um, I, I, you know, I was just there for lunch, just to take a break. Then I had to go back, and I had to tell her, you know, I have to go back. And and she, again, she hasn't seen me that much, and so she keeps telling me, "No, stay here." No, like she's like literally pushing me back in the recliner, like stay here. I wish I could, but I. I had to, but we have to make time for a family. And this next week, you best believe I'm going to spend time with my family. The third thing we're going to get into is the opportunity to grow our relationship with Jesus. It's the last thing we get when we, one, one of the last important things we get when we rest. Let's be honest. Again, we talked about this. We don't focus enough on this, not as much as we should. Again, we're too busy, right? 
We're too busy to make time for our relationship with Jesus. As I'm realizing, I forgot to turn on the fan. I'm melting. Um, <laughs> we never have time. Rest plays an important role in this. How do we strengthen, again, how do we strengthen our relationship with Jesus if we never take the time? If we never rest? If we never focus on it? Just like you can't grow a relationship with your spouse or your child if you don't focus on them, if you don't engage with them, how do we do this with Jesus? How do we strengthen our relationship? We're going to James now. Chapter 4, verse 8. That one should be up there. It says this. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. To draw near to God, we are to draw near to God, and when we do, he draws near to us. But we can't draw near to God if we don't take the time to. How can we purify our hearts without engaging God? Well, well, I want to point out, well, rest physically is super important. And mostly what we're talking about, I want to say that some people might not have spiritual rest as well. And both of those collide together. We have to have physical rest in order for the Holy Spirit to spiritually fill us, to, to draw near to God. And we do these things by simply taking the time. Again, a lot of things you heard at church before. But we do these things simply by taking the time to read his word. You hear it a lot, but I don't think any of us takes it seriously. Or I'm sure some of us do. But, but, but we, that's something we have to do. We do this by praying. We do this by coming to church and being surrounded by our church family when, whenever possible. We worship together in church. Or if you can't make it to church, you're online and you're talking to the congregation through the chat and we're still together. We're still the body of Christ if you can't make it. But, but engaging with the church family is super important. I just talked about this Wednesday with our youth how important it is to not neglect coming together as a church. And, and as a side note, I hope it's okay for me to say this. On, on, on a side note, Something that has, has kind of been on my heart lately about coming together as a church. Let me just say, I know we live in a crazy time right now. Don't let politics keep you from church. Don't let it come to keep you from church. I've seen this, and it breaks my heart. Because if we're the body of Christ, if we're, if we're supposed to be following Christ, then we're supposed to be loving everyone. And if you're too afraid to come to church because of your political views, then you don't understand the church. You don't understand the body of Christ. We're going to love no matter who you are. Because Jesus loves you. And let me say, if you come to church and someone is making fun of you or judging you for political beliefs or whatever, they don't understand the body of Christ. And I'm glad they're here. <laughs> We're supposed to love. That's a bonus mini-sermon inside of a real sermon. 
Going back to our topic, the rest we receive by drawing near to God gives us focus, eases our mental stresses, and grows our relationship with Him. It deepens that relationship with Him. I can usually tell if I neglect God's Word, if I neglect spending time with Him, if I neglect coming to church, I can feel a difference in myself. And it's not... It's not subtle normally, it's, it's a gradual thing. Now, I know at the moment I'm a youth pastor, so I have to be here, but I don't have to, I want to. But before that, I mean, before I was a youth pastor, there were times I, I didn't like coming to church. And I could tell when I took my faith seriously and when I didn't take my faith seriously, I could tell the difference. Take time to rest and draw near to God. Whatever that may look like for you. Whatever you need working on that, work on in that. Don't, yeah. I want to I end by, I, I found this story online, and I thought it was an interesting story and a good example of, of what we're talking about tonight, or today, it's not tonight, well. Um, it's called The Meaning of the Unstrung Bow. And I hope I don't mispronounce any of this. If I do, I'm sorry, and y'all can correct me. Um, according to Greek legend, in ancient Athens, a man noticed a great storyteller, Aesop, playing childish games with some of the boys. He laughed and jeered at Aesop, asking him why he wasted his time in such frivolous activities. Aesop responded by picking up a bow, loosening its string, and placing it on the ground. Then he said to the, uh, to the Athenian, now answer this riddle, if you can. Tell us what the unstrung bow implies. The man looked at it for several moments, had no idea what the point Aesop was trying to make was. Aesop explained, if you keep a bow always bent, it's eventually going to break. But if you give it slack, it will be more fit to use when you want it. Rest helps us be healthy, spend more time with our family, and helps us grow with our relationship with God. When we choose to rest, God can more effectively use us to build his kingdom, to, to share his gospel, to lead our families in the way of the Lord. We need Rest. Maybe you're struggling with this today. Maybe you're struggling with spiritual unrest. I'd I, I love to pray for y'all. We're about to do our invitation. And if, if you're here and you need prayer with that, um, I'd love to pray for you. If you'd, love, if you'd rather pray with Troy, you might have to wait a couple weeks. <laughs> but, but I would love to pray with you. If you've never accepted Christ, let me tell you this, he loves you so much. He died on a cross for you to pay for your sins. He rose again on the third day to defeat death so that we can enter a relationship, into a relationship with him and have eternal life. And, and once we do that, we take our first step into real rest. And when we leave this world, we enter into an eternal rest.
And it's, it's amazing. As we do our invitation, um, if God's calling you to, to move, do it. I'm going to pray and then we'll, we'll start. Heavenly Father, we come to you again today.